Also, if you name shit for anime, because you can name the main character of an incredibly popular shonen, Pants. Um, Goku. Does Goku really mean? Goku is a type Everybody of in Dragon Ball has a dumbass name. Yeah, Gohan's a type of rice. Yeah. I mean, fucking Naruto's a noodle, so like. Naruto, yeah. uh, Naruto's a crouton, spiral crouton. His Uzumaki whole... is the the noodle. Oh no, Uzumaki is a spiral. Just spiral. Naruto's the crouton. Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm a cat with scales. And this week, hold on to your animal companions, we're talking how to train your dragon. Before we learn that, you know, we're not so different after all. Remember, you can help us on Mortified the Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, setting up for a monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Layla. Aaron. Well, firstly, we're back. God, we're back, and I'm so fucking tired, <laughs> dude. Listen, listeners will not have noticed our absence, but we haven't recorded in like half a month uh, because we knew that you were traveling for uh, a long, long time. Um, we just had a very long chat about um, all your adventures and trials and tribulations, but um, yeah, do you want to do you want to say anything about traveling? Uh, I found out that I'm uh, a very specific type of hot, which is cool, uh, and I also found out that uh, Vancouver has a great little uh, poke place uh, where, for eleven dollars Canadian, you can get a fantastic little poke bowl uh, up on Robson Street. For any of you out in that area. Uh, and also, being in Vancouver gave me a little bit of a crisis about whether or not I want to move to the West Coast, only because trees and mountains. So, something to think about. Excellent. And, to tie into your theme of trees and mountains and fish that we can eat, uh, we're talking How to Train Your Dragon, the DreamWorks 2010 animated film about a Viking and his dragon. Um, what's your history with this movie? Uh, apparently, you've watched it a lot. Saw this movie in theaters, and it changed my life. So, um... Uh, 2010, that's sophomore year of high school for me. I saw this movie in theaters. Uh, that score just fucking hits different for me. I love Test Drive. I love the opening. I love the little John Z opening song. Um, and uh, when I was in animation school, my career goal was to get out of school and land at DreamWorks to work on one of the sequels. That was like my driving force for a couple of years. We'll talk about the fucking sequels and why I think it's a good <laughs> thing I didn't work on them. Um, but no, I really, I genuinely love this movie and like reading your notes, I definitely have some nostalgia goggles on about it because I, I think I would have felt similarly if I'd seen it now. But damn, I just love this little movie. I love pathetic little Hiccup and his cat. Yeah, we, we'll talk about... Um... Uh, these two two great uh, wet friends, um, but um, yeah, no, I think that like yeah, I, I think that it's completely fair. I'm, I'm interested in what your um, you know how your thoughts are um, about this film because I liked it. I definitely liked it, but I do have some criticisms which we'll get into. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that we're we're going to talk about it for Mortified. Um, definitely got some stuff to talk about. What caught um, your eye about it? Because this was a you suggestion, and I was very surprised to see it. I mean, Tumblr, 
a lot of our recommendations come from Tumblr, and it's just like, oh, a lot of people on Tumblr think this is a great film, uh, so I guess I should watch it. And, um, you know, it's important to you, so I know you're going to have stuff to talk about, so that's kind of why. God, do you know what we should do? A what? We should do a sexy man retrospective. Oh, maybe that'll be one of our holiday apps. Maybe that'll be, because <laughs> listen, we already did Sans. Uh, yeah, we already did Sans. We could watch the Lorax, we could watch the Sandman... Oh, yeah, maybe that'll be our December. Oh, boy. Maybe, maybe that's what be, we'll do if you're able to come Scorpio over. Special. <laughs> if maybe that's Scorpio Special's Tumblr Sexy Man ranking. We'll see if we can <laughs> beat the Tumblr poll out and see if, if Sans is actually I mean, incorrect. Sans is not going to be our top choice, me and you both. No, that. no, depending on how we felt about it. probably be Ra- anyway. Reagan from MP100. Anyway. Uh, do you want me to do the plot summary? I think you wrote a pretty thorough one, so it's up to you. Do you want me to read it, or do you do you want to deliver your work? I feel like if you read it, you can you can filter my commentary through your own experiences. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, Aaron's words delivered by me, Layla Mamadova. <clears throat> Pathetic wet teen Viking hiccup is the shittiest, worst warrior of the village. His dad, Chief Stoic, considers him a disgrace and a burden since he's always getting in the way during the dragon raids. During one specific raid, Hiccup shoots down a Night Fury, a super-fast breed of dragon cat, (coughs) and captures it alive. He tries to kill it, but realizes he can't, and frees it instead. Seeing no other choice, Stoic decides to send his son to dragon training, where Hiccup and other teen Vikings train to kill dragons. His shitty performance in dragon training is contrasted with his relationship with Hiccup, who he slowly... Toothless? Did you mean toothless? Shit, I keep getting... See, that's the thing, is that I I saw Hiccup, and I was like, that's the dragon's name, right? And no, it's toothless. It is toothless. His shitty performance in dragon training is contrasted with his budding relationship with Toothless, the dragon, who he slowly befriends, eventually building a prosthetic tail fin to allow the dragon to fly once again. Spending time with the Night Fury, which he names Toothless, as we've gone over, gives Hiccup... (laughs) Gets sick of the ability to understand dragons, not just as killing machines, but as intelligent and emotionally complex creatures. Cats! <laughs> Bro. Where they learn that a big fucking turbo dragon is demanding sacrifice from all the other dragons, which necessitates them raiding the village. Um, anyway, this all comes to a head when Hiccup is expected to kill a dragon in an arena in front of the whole village, and he manages to calm down, calm it down until his dad freaks the fuck out, prompting Toothless to come to Hiccup's rescue. Toothless is captured and used to travel to the dragon's nest. The turbo dragon starts obliterating the Vikings, but Hiccup teaches the teens how to fly dragons and they show up saving the day. Hiccup loses his left leg in the process, but succeeds in uniting the dragons and his village. Um, so the bit of context I'll fill in here is that, like, uh, everybody fucking hates Hiccup, including his fa- fa- fellow teens. And they, when he starts to show accidental proficiency in the ring, which is all shit he learned from Toothless. Like, sometimes you gotta just scratch a little guy under the chin and he'll roll right over for you. That's when the teens start getting impressed with him. But Astrid, uh, the, the like, best, baddest bitch in the village, the hashtag girlboss TM, uh, she's very suspicious of him until he, like, takes her out to be toothless and takes her on a little test drive with his little buddy. Um, So it's very interesting to watch him, like, try to wrangle all these relationships on his own terms. Uh, But otherwise, it's a pretty good summary. Uh, Rules, and uh, uh, thank you for for supplying it. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, the thing is that Astrid is is a character that I want to talk about a lot because I do think that she was misused in this in this story. Oh, you think she was misused in this one, huh? Oh, mm, oh boy! <laughs> Can't yeah, wait I got, to see. I got some thoughts about my girl. See our sequel thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about our characters. Um, I think my first note is that like Hiccup is the kind of person that I expect, like, would be a Tumblr sexy man. Like, he's, like, pathetic and, like, kind of embarrassing, but, like, has a heart of gold. He narrowly predates the sexy man era by two years. So, can you explain... <laughs> I'm not as, as well-versed in Tumblr history as you. How... What what starts... What kicks off the sexy man era? Uh, it is the Lorax. Onceler, of course. The Onceler from the... For some ro- goddamn reason... <laughs> Uh, the Onceler from the R- Lorax is the first Tumblr sexy man. He also comes into play around the same time as Jack Frost from Rise of the Guardians. We have a double sexy man era. Oh, the the who? The what? Jack Frost from Rise of the Guardians? I'm Googling this. Oh, boy. We should watch that movie. I really like that movie. That's a really nice uh, soundtrack by uh, Alexander Desplat. Oh, yeah. No, he's uh, he has white hair and he is a white white little white teen yeah yeah well let's watch that movie so i can go on my rant about the 30 second scene that would have fixed it and gotten an ox an oscar uh, um, also a dreamworks film okay also Great. a dreamworks film so this predates it by a couple years uh so we haven't really gotten into like the pathetic era around 2010 we were still very much in the like uh grouchy um man with no redeeming quality sexy man era so like sherlock um we were also in the midst of mad smith uh doctor so uh, we were, you know, it, it was a different time. 2012 was really a big, sh- big cultural shift on Tumblr.com. So Hiccup did not get to be a sexy man. And um, that also means in the in the third one, he is a different. He's not the type of um, grown up that uh, Tumblr found sexy at that point. Unfortunately, he's too, too conventional, mm. less wet. They really dried him out by the third one. Boo. Truly, we all know how much I love a, a wet, sad man. Um, yeah, but, you know, Hiccup, like, that's the thing. He is, you know, I would say, like, 16 years old. Like, he's he's a teen. Um, Four, 14, all the Viking... 14, 16, something like that. Okay, you, you think well, even he's, younger. He's okay. a bit younger, yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, he, he... At first, I was like, what accent is he doing? Because all of the Vikings speak with a Scottish accent. Um, but, like, Hiccup... And I just realized he talks like a nerd. He talks, mm-hmm. he just has a big nasally voice. And like, that's fine, of course. Um, but yeah, he's just like kind of a doofus, right? Like his whole thing is that he can't swing a sword. And he's just like, the, the joke is that they're like, people are like, stop doing this. And they point to him and he's like, you just gestured to all of me. And they're like, exactly. And that's the joke. Did you look up who his voice actor is? No. So Hiccup's voice actor around the time that these movies were coming out is, um... A Jonah Hill type comedian. I forget okay. what his I forget what his name is, but he was in all the Jonah Hill movies, including okay. some of those like weird, shitty disaster comedies that were coming up around that time. So just imagine every once in a while you're watching a Jonah Hill movie and get bludgeoned by Hiccup. Vocally. Yeah, I mean that is probably a bad. Oh, J. Jonathan Adams Saunders Baruchel. J. Baruchel. J. Baruchel. J. Known for his roles in movies as Knocked Up, Tropic Thunder. Uh, she's out of my league. This is the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all that. Yeah. Hmm. Which I think Jay Baruchel is still doing Hiccup's voice. Uh, by the way, the TV series uh, for Netflix, the the How to Train a Dragon series, is quite good. Uh, oh, I think there's good. two. I've only seen. I've only seen the first one, but it's 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 quite good. I I liked it a lot. Um, Toothless, my sweet baby Toothless. 
Never done a thing wrong in his silly little kitty life. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think he is 100% just a cat with wings. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think a lot of the character, I mean, all of the characterization comes through, you know, the way that Hiccup moves, which is like, you know, probably one of the reasons why you you were so drawn to him just like because of he's animated incredibly well you know this is a the only the other movie that we watched from around this era do you remember uh, the other comparable movie uh to to this 20, that we watched this year 20 this year we I, watched I, it yeah um i want to say actually 2011 2011 not avatar no 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 2011 animated film oh Yes, all right, and you can tell, you can tell that DreamWorks had some fucking money, and Alpha and Omega just shit a project out, because like, yeah, the, the the quality is just astonishing. We need to make time to watch the Dino one. I'm still very curious. Do about we? It. Yeah, we do. Okay, great, good. Maybe again as a Patreon reward, listeners. Yeah, fucking <laughs> you. I need to be paid to watch that. Um, but yeah, you know, like Toothless is incredibly well animated. There's a shot that I that I made in my notes where like. Um, you know, they're, they're testing out the prosthetic for his tail fin and like he loses control of it at one point and he's like hurtling down and Hiccup is trying or Toothless is trying to slow down. And like you can see the way his like wings are all spread out, like trying to get as much drag as possible. And I just thought that was really cool. I, I really like the ways in which they like animated, like how, a, you know, an actual dragon of his size would would work. Um, he's a little stealth bomber. I love the sound it makes when he flies past and like shoots a fireball. Uh, you know, he's great, you know, and he's cute and he's, he's lovable. You know, he gets progressively cuter, um, as the, as the movie progresses, like he starts emoting with his big, like tail or ear flap things. And he's great. I love toothless. He, he does rule stoic the vast. Um, I mean, he does get that little redemption arc, uh, at the end where he saves Toothless, but, like, he's just, like, a, a dad that wants his son to be better, and he's mean mm-hmm. about it, which I relate yeah. to. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I did, while I was looking up the, the voice cast, played by uh, Gerard Butler, uh, 300 oh, yes. fame. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, well, actually, a Phantom of the Opera fame, if we're being honest. Oh, which, R.I.P. Phantom of the Opera, um... If they oh, want to they be, end the Broadway one? It's it's closing. If they want to be oh truly iconic, God. drop that fucking chandelier on that audience. Yeah, the last <laughs> last performance just <laughs> blow up the audience. Um, I'd pay to but yeah. I'd pay to get a chandelier dropped on me at this point in my life. Listen, I get it. I understand the appeal. Um, yeah, I mean, like he is he is like kind of the primary antagonist of this film uh his whole thing is that like he his his son sucks and he just wants his son to not suck um and he accomplishes that by uh listening to his son at the end which is like that's how narrative arc works narrative arcs work especially in a kid's movie it's fine but he does say some mean shit like you're not my son anymore uh and you're like and like even when he's not like actively mad at his son he is just like shit talking him constantly just like oh like the the way he gets everybody to um volunteer to go on this like death mission to go find the dragon's hive or whatever is to be like well who wants to stay here and take care of hiccup and then everybody's like oh no we hate that fucking dude <laughs> let's all go get burned to death by dragons and i was like it's a little mean <laughs> yeah uh it is uh next up is gobber the belch fun fact canonically gay oh really Mm-hmm. because i thought there was like kind of something going on between him and stoic um yeah but, but yeah and the third one there's like a throwaway line he is gay Oh, 
Well, good. Glad for for Gobber, you know? Finally, Uh, gay goblin representation. Homosexuals can also be uh, cruel teachers. I'm I'm glad for that. Yeah, he he gets a little softer, I think, in the last two, but not by much. Yeah. I mean, basically, his whole thing is to, like, uh, play off of Hiccup and just kind of, like, you know, crack jokes at his expense and then also teach them about dragons. Um, He's a completely fine character. Serves his purpose. Yep, absolutely. Astrid. Astrid. So they introduce Astrid with, like, during the dragon raid, there's, like, a big fiery explosion behind her, and she, like, walks out and tosses her hair, and it's in slow motion to emphasize how sexy and hot she is, which is, like, you know, completely fine. That's how you introduce a love interest. Um, I think... Oh, go ahead. Well, specifically a love interest, let's remember most of this movie is through Hiccup's lens. Yes, that's true, right? Hiccup is our point of view character. We want to uh, empathize with him. I really, really wish that Astrid had been the antagonist of this film. Uh, We can talk about that in in talking points, but like the way that her story arc is going, it kind of seems like it's lined up to be opposed to Hiccup. Um, And I wish they had chased that impulse instead of making his dad the the bad guy. Um, But um, we can talk about that when we talk about the story structure in, in talking points. Um, do you have anything but like besides that, you know, I think Astrid is a completely fine character. She's really cool. You like to see, you know, she's, I, I think this is like kind of, I don't know if this is like tail end or like peak of strong female protagonist era, but peak. like she this is, is kind of hunger. Yeah, games I was going to say she's right around then. I was going to say hunger games, right. Is the, is the parallel. And I think she's very much that, but you know, like, I think she, she's cool. I like her. I like, I like that. She's like a cool dragon fighter. I will save all of my commentary until our talking points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, anything to say about the other Viking teams? I love them, and none of them have ever done anything wrong in their entire lives. Ruffna and Tufna. Ruffna and Tufna get the funniest fucking moment in the third movie, a movie that is so fucking bleak for me. <laughs> Ruffna and okay. Tufna are everything to me. I love them. They suck. I They do suck. That's They're, they're twins. They're shitty little twins, and that's very funny. Um, that my favorite line that they had in this film was like they're they're given the job to distract the turbo dragon uh and th- they're just like arguing about which one of them is more irritating <laughs> whilst they ride the two-headed dragon and like making noises at each other um i think they're funny um uh whichever one the girl is i i believe it's rough Nut, uh she tries to uh seduce a villain in the third one and she gets the funniest slow motion like hair flipping shot i've ever seen in my life Great. um she rules uh i um, love them both <laughs> they're they're there are i think they serve their purpose as as a bunch of f- fucking like backdrop characters my favorite of them is fish legs because he he's read the monster manual um he just knows all the fucking stat blocks for all the dragons which is very funny like he's explicitly like listing off their like attack patterns and like their hit points and it's like all right sure dude whatever uh, um yeah i want to and then you know snotlout is like the the like mean uh, alpha male bully i do yeah. like that he gets the like taruk makto moment Oh, where he he rides the big dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool that like they gave that to him. I thought that was very fun. Sure, God, I hate that we both did not have to. Ref- we just know what Tarik Makto note is now, which is great and good. Yeah, uh, uh, have you noticed? Have you noticed the um, let's say uh, more um, increased avatar presence on the internet? Did you know that they released it? Mm-hmm. 
In theaters, yeah. No. Have you noticed there's like more ads and it's popping up on YouTube? They're ramping more. up the fucking campaign. It's the panoply coming. of war is arrayed. We are going to we are going to enter the way of water. You know, rip to her Majesty who will not be able to watch it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can't. I am. Listen, that Avatar watch alarm is fucking ready. I'm ready for mm-hmm. more information, Mr. Cameron. Mm-hmm. I could feel it. Actually, you know, th- now that we brought it up, we might as well. Somebody wrote, wrote a review of How to Train Your Dragon for the fucking um. New York Post. Kyle Smith of the New York Post gave the film two out of four stars, describing it as, quote, Avatar for Simpletons. Do we, are we sure he meant 2009 Avatar James Cameron? Yes, because I clicked on the link. Oh, he meant, okay, he meant like Avatar, Avatar. Interesting. Uh-huh. This dude's a fucking. <laughs> wow. That's what you say when you know you, uh, anything about the movie. It's a By normal- simpletons, do you mean small children, as in the target audience? What a fucking moron. I mean, it's not even, it is not even remotely comparable except for bringing two worlds together, I guess. Two different people resolve a conflict. Fuck off, Kyle Smith. And Taruk Makto. (laughs) I guess we get a fucking Taruk Makto. Actually, yeah, no, let me just check. Oh, yeah, Kyle Smith's Twitter's just all full of Avatar, you know, reblogs. He's got a whole side Wikipedia that he's writing about the, he's a Pandorapedia editor. So, okay, that makes sense. Oh, you think you don't think that's real? You don't think that I've been on Pandorapedia? No, I know for a fact you've been on Pandorapedia. <laughs> you send you screenshots from it every yeah, I get, week. Oh my god, that's all we talk about anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, shout out to Pandorapedia, which is half of our DMs, and the other half of our DMs is Kato Hearts Frames. <laughs> uh, uh, normal, normal relationship we have. Anyway, we're best friends. Um, so I want to talk about why I thought that how you train, how to train your dragon was. You know, this is, I think, probably the weakest part is the story structure, right? The The biggest problem, you know, is that the, the dragons and the people have to overcome is that there's one big dragon that's making all the little dragons give give him food. And then that's how, <laughs> that's why they keep raiding the humans. Um, and they do kill the last, the big dragon. He dies. <laughs> they drive him into a cliff. Um, and it's like, well, that kind of under, it's like, it's like, okay, he's one of the bad ones. We can get that guy, but all the other dragons are fine, which is like, all right, come on. I mean, listen, I, this is not a, you know, this is a silly critique to make because it is a kid's show, right? But like, it is a little bit like, oh, how come we aren't trying to, you know, negotiate with Turbo Dragon? Um, that's, that's, um, you know, that is a criticism, but it's a minor one compared to what I really think, which is that I really think Astrid was being set up to be the big uh, the antagonist, right? She she constantly comments about how Hiccup is not taking it seriously. At one point, she like screams at him, and she's like, "Is this a fucking joke to you?" Because like one day our parents are going to become. She does by the way become... canonically drop the f bomb. Oh, sick! Great. I'm glad that they give her. They give. No, I'm joking. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, maybe the fucking third movie went off. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just a bit funny. I think Astrid, if anyone, because I don't know if you remember our Code Lyoko discussion, we said that uh, Yumi should get to say fuck. I yes. think Astrid should get to say fuck. Yeah, I, listen, in every kid's franchise, there's one uh, angry woman who can say fuck, and that's fine. Um, but like, yeah, like her whole character arc is is set up to be like, you know, one day we're going to inherit our parents' war, and we need to be ready for that. And like, it seems like you hiccup are fucking around. Um, and like, I, I kind of would have loved if like her whole thing was like, you know, to be in a po- in opposition to Hiccup and like not as a romantic side character because like, 
And basically what happens is that they do the Aladdin sequence. Um, they do a whole new world on Hicka or on Toothless and they fly around up in the air and then she's in love with him. And I think, uh, again, it's a kid's movie. This was 2010. That was an extremely normal thing to do. Um, I, you know, I bet it still is. I bet I'm still, it's, I, I'm sure it is not like an uncommon thing to be like, well, there's a woman here and our protagonist is a man. So now they're in love. Right. I just, I was just like, oh, I don't need to see these teens making out. I, I don't, they just didn't do anything for me. I don't think it was earned. Hmm. I don't know if it wasn't not earned. You know what I mean? Like it was fine in the sense it, that like. It was fine. Right. Like I'm, I'm being extremely hard on it, but like, I just, I don't like this, this kind of story convention. Sure, that's fair. It is very 2010, and I'm looking at it with the cutest little nostalgia goggles. They're heart-shaped and everything. Sure. Um, but I love that sequence. I love the music. I love the colors. I love how she reaches up her little hand, and she puts it through the clouds. It's like, to me, I thought it worked in this. Like, if I'm looking at it now as an adult, I think it still works because Astrid's life is so like, go, 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 right? Hyper-violent. She's throwing axes. She's a bad bitch. Bad, bad bitches don't look at explosions. And then you have this, like, one peaceful moment, which is something she's never known. Um, I thought that was nice. I liked that. I liked it a lot. The second movie. Hmm. So Astrid and Hiccup are, like, an item. They're probably around 19 in the second one. Oh, they grow up a lot, huh? Oh, they're, like, full adults in the third one. Weird. Uh, And the whole movie is setting up the fact that Hiccup as heir to be the chief, is, again, not taking it seriously. He would much rather go fly out with Toothless and make maps, which is, hey, useful, right? Extremely useful for a seafaring people. Are you kidding me? Right. So he wants to go out with Toothless and make maps. That's his whole shit. He wants to go, fly around, uh, make maps, and, and the whole conceit of the second movie is that they find the dragon's nest, and his mom is alive, and she lives with the dragons. Okay. Yep. So Astrid, the whole time, is taking care of the village and is, like, advising Hiccup on things and doing the bulk of the work. So I was watching the movie, and I was, like, in theaters, and I was like, oh, wow, this movie is setting up for the fact that Hiccup is going to abdicate his title, give it to Astrid. She's Mm going to be the chief of the village because she fucking deserves it. And then Hiccup is going to go out and do his little map shit. That makes sense to me. Didn't, but, seem, didn't seem to make sense to the folks writing this film. Hmm, uh-oh. Because <laughs> Hiccup gets to be the map guy and the chief. Great. And Astrid gets to be? The wife. Yep. Yep. Mm. So, I'm Good. okay with the first movie. Like, I think that's fine, right? Like, that 2010, like, ooh, a whole new world. Like, that's sure. fine. Don't set up my girl to be the chief if you're not going to let her be the chief. The third movie yeah. is even... I honestly barely even remember the third movie. Because the second, the first one I've seen a billion times, and I'll watch it a billion more times. Uh, I'm going to watch it again tonight, actually. I didn't watch it this <laughs> week. This whole discussion I'm having is from fucking memory. I don't need to watch this movie. I got it. It's up here, okay? Um, I'm going to watch it again tonight just because I like that score. I like this movie. I think it's cute. Um... The second one I've seen a handful of times. I like that. There's another, uh, there's, uh, there's two big dragons in that one. The two big guys. Uh, they're mm-hmm. chunky. I thought it was fine. Like, it was, the ending really bummed me out, but it was, like, a fine movie. The third one is such horse shit. 
I'm reading, it seems like they need to get Toothless a girlfriend. Yeah, uh-huh, and she's white and smaller, of course. Okay, sure. Oh my god, it is the most horseshit movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. It is so boring. At one point, Toothless, like, abandons Hiccup and he's really sick. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. Why is the plot of this movie about getting Toothless a girlfriend? Oh, the dragons have to go to a new realm, huh? Yes, the realm of the dragons. It's such a horseshit movie. It sucks so bad. And I just remember watching it when theaters when it came out and being so bummed out by it and being it was like the first time I was really disillusioned with the media industry in like a real way because I was like, wow, my like I'm when did it come out? Uh, 2019. Okay. Right. So this was after I flunked out of animation school. It made me feel better about flunking out of animation. school. (laughs) I was like, wow, this would have broken my heart. So the first one is great. Everyone should watch the first one. Second one, fine. The third one doesn't exist. That's fine. I, I think like there there are just some films, uh, like I don't know, maybe Star Wars <laughs> Episode Nine, that are better left forgotten. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we only went up to eight. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. They shouldn't. They should just leave it at eight. And I'm glad that they canceled the ninth one. Um, I do want to bring up, <laughs> while I was doing a little bit of a research, one of the fun things about doing a podcast that's not actually that research heavy is that you can just go to Wikipedia, and then if you see something interesting on the Wikipedia, you can go down a rabbit hole, and then it, like, maybe ruins your day. <laughs> um, this didn't ruin my day, but, like, it was it just tickled me, because uh, apparently How You Turn Your Dragon is based on a, children, a series of children's novels, um, and basically there are, there are actually 12 of them. The last of them was finished in... Um, 2015 but they are written by author uh Chrysidia cowell um and basically i found <laughs> i found hiccup's family tree uh, <laughs> man, there's a bunch of like wild wild names and characters um hiccup's grandfather um is named old wrinkly <laughs> um his he marries a woman named Kamikaze, which is bad. Cassandra, bop you on the nose. Don't do that. Um, but his mother-in-law, his mother-in-law's name is Big Booby to Bertha. Mm-hmm. Um, and the quote that I got from her is, um, as her name indicates, she has very large breasts, and it is mentioned that quote. These breasts have killed before and will kill again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm in the wrong industry. I should just fucking be a kid's lit kid person. Well, uh, you're ignoring the fact that uh, I am Hiccup's mother and my name is Valhalla-Rama. <laughs> All hail. God. Uh, um, there is another... Um, Hic- there is a Hiccup the second. There's some really great consistency in here. I'm also... Um, a big fan of uh, where'd he go? Uh, Burly Sweet. Burly Sweet, yeah, no, uh, that's an incredible name, also. As well as uh, Honking Henrietta, there's some good shit in there. Listen, when you're a kid's author, you could just do some Royal Doll, fucking Shel Silverstein shit, and just make up bonkers names and just be like, yeah, this is a normal. This is a world that. That people people live in. Also, you name shit for anime because you can name the main character of an incredibly popular shonen pants. Um, Goku. 
Does Goku really mean? Goku is a type Everybody of in Dragon Ball has a dumbass name. Yeah, Gohan's a type of rice. Yeah. I mean, fucking Naruto's a noodle, so like. Naruto, yeah. uh, Naruto's a crouton. Spiral crouton. His Uzumaki whole... is the, the noodle. Oh, no. Uzumaki is a spiral. Uzumaki just spiral. Naruto's the crouton. Okay. He, his name is Spiral Crouton. Great. Good. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, like, nah, it's just, I just thought that was fun to bring up. Um, but yeah, no, um, that made me, it got me to thinking. Layla. Aaron. Uh, you know, I feel like it's time that we, you know, collaborated. I think we're, it's probably time for us to make some sort of similar franchise. Uh, like if we were going to make a children's novel series that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we are eventually mm-hmm, going mm-hmm, to sell, pro- I mean, probably to Disney just because that's kind of what our, our pitch is here. We're always pitching to Disney. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know how, uh, let's, let's build a franchise to see, you know, what is the most marketable, uh, thing we can make that, that I think will appeal to lots of children. Um, and, and we'll eventually get turned <coughs> to like theme parks and shit. Can I, can I pitch you a starting point? Sure. So you and I are famously, uh, anti-colonialists. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not big, uh, not big on being colonized. Um, no, I think our starting point should be pirates. Okay, okay. I think we could I'm fuck listening. up. We could fuck up some uh, colonial fleets with that shit. Okay, we talking what like uh, like 18th century, 15th century. Like, who, are we fighting? Are we I fighting think, Spain or England? Is the question. I mean, if we're always talking about pirates. England. It's always England. okay. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Okay, I'm down. This is uh, this is rest in piss, Elizabeth. <laughs> Go piss, girl. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, that's my starting point that I'm pitching to you as pirates. Okay. Um, so we need to like, build a crew. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think our protagonist has to be a pretty generic. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder if we can get away with having having a girl. Yes. Okay. So our our girl protagonist. Um, I think she's, I think she's an anime protagonist. I think she is happy-go-lucky. I think she, um, you know, has the power of friendship. Uh, and she also has one weird ability, mm-hmm. which is that she... I think she should get to talk to animals. I was gonna say, can speak to, speak to sea creatures, but yeah, speak just to generalize that to animals. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. I think she can talk to animals. I think she has to keep it a secret, and then everybody thinks she's weird because she's always talking to herself. Yes, we have to make our protagonist a weird girl. She's, yes. she's a weird girl. A um, weird pirate girl. <clears throat> and I think she has to be the underdog, Avi. Obviously, of course. Um, and I think I think the captain of the ship uh, has to be like a questionably non-binary legend. Mm-hmm. Are they there related to no. our, our protagonist? No. no. Okay. You just pick up a stray. Okay, great, yeah. good. Nobody is okay. So we're we're eschewing the entire family structure here. Mm-hmm. We're just saying we're doing found family shit. Okay, we're doing some found family shit. Move aside. Our flag means death. All right, all right, all right. Move aside. These are competent pirates. Um, let's 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 do it. Uh, the first mate is a. Um, I think she is very big and muscular. Yes, and um, it's me. It's just me. But she has a hook hand. Me um, with a hook hand. That is interchangeable with a cannon. <laughs> and uh, her titties have killed before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they will kill again. They're bulletproof. That's her superpower. Um, right. 
and I think they have, I think they have like a little, like a weird little, little, I, I don't want to say, hmm, I want to like a spindly guy who like is there, the person who looks out of the crow's nest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like kind of a little freak who loves to swing around um, up on the tops. Uh, but he also is like kind of teaching our protagonist the ropes and like showing her, you know, how to, how to, you know, live and, and be a cool pirate. Uh, but he's also like a, a nasty little guy. Yeah, I think he. I think he should be the only one who believes that she could talk, to, or be, or, or be suspicious that she could talk to animals. Yeah, yeah. Like she, he, he, like, like from the crow's nest, he can hear her like whispering to the dolphins, and she's like, "That girl's weird, but like, I like her. She's got something going on. She's got some um, stuff." And I feel like we got it. So the the thing that how to make train your dragon is makes very marketable is that there's a lot of different breeds of dragons. Um, So I wonder, like, we can kind of do that with ships and like that there's all like a bunch of signature ships, like maybe our, our, our prime or not antagonist, but like our, our protagonist ship, like maybe they're, they're proud. They have like a really cool, like masthead. That's like, Hmm. I don't want to go with a mermaid or a dragon because that's too easy. Shark. A shark's good, yeah. Maybe their ship, kids, is, their whole ship, is a shark. Love sharks. Yeah, yeah. It's just a big, big shark. And then, like, yeah, because the when they ram people, uh-huh. they can like they have a thing. That's her job is to make the shark mouth open and close and eat other ships. Oh, yep, um, yep, yep. Chomp, 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 chomp. But chomp. one day, one day, she like when they're when they're ramming one of the the English vessels, she falls into the water and she befriends um, a whale, and then are she and the whale. Um, start to have magical adventures together and the whale just becomes like their buddy that follows around their boat around and and then that's how we get we get different ships like there's there's going to be like one big bad like english commodore who has a ship that's like hmm in contrast to to the natural feeling ship of, of our protagonist like it's it'll be very industrial and cold and like maybe, maybe it's like a ironclad right like a fucking 1850s era ironclad um, and like, that's, that's the problem is that they can never take them down because the ship's too strong. But like, that's how we get, like, we have to befriend other animals and other pirates. And that's how we get different characters worked in. Um, there's, you know, fights all over, um, Southeast Asia. We get a lot of, uh, island hopping. Um, yeah. I mean, I think this could be good. Do we have a title? We have a title for the series? I would like to also pitch a, a treasure hunting element, which is what she takes from the ship. She takes the treasure from the ships. Yes, uh, treasure hunting, aka stealing from the English. Stealing from the English, always okay. Um, and then I would also like to pitch that uh, someone who works on one of the English ships is her 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 Ill, love interest, ill-fated right? love interest. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's mm-hmm. like a shitty little. Oh, this is this is where we get our wet cabin boy, right? This is our. Um, this is this is wet, this is like sad. Yeah, so sad. Quintessentially um, British. One hundred percent speaks like a Victorian orphan. Um, is a Victorian Might be orphan. A Victorian orphan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what era of Victoria. I actually I do. It's one hundred percent this time. Um, but like, yeah, no, definitely. And then like he's like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe working for the Empire is bad. <laughs> um, and oh, and that's starts great. to sabotage them from the inside. Mm-hmm, but she mm-hmm, doesn't know because mm-hmm. he can't tell her. That's right. Mm-hmm, 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 and they they always have a sword fight of some sort, and they always get broken apart. Right. So let's we talk would about- sell a hundred million copies of this series. Are you kidding me, Disney? <laughs> call Walt, us. Can you hear me? Call us. Call us, Mouse. <laughs> um. So, I feel like what are what are our comparable titles that that like? So we get How to Train Your Dragon. I feel like that's a comp. 
Yeah, um, that's definitely a comp pedal. Um, what else? Uh, there's uh, sometimes like uh, uh, cool acronyms sometimes work. Like uh, which was an acronym. Um, Codename Kids Next Door. That's a that was an acronym. I'm wondering if this is like this is a little bit like Percy Jackson. Also, I feel okay. Like. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. So I'm looking at best selling kids. No, I don't want this kind of kids book. I want series. Adventure. The Adventures of X is a little a little on the nose. It's fine. We'll 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 pitch it. We'll pitch it to an agent. We'll pitch it to an agent. We'll figure it out. I'm trying to. Fi- I think there has to be like a a, a, a ship in a bottle slash bottlefin shark pun somewhere that yeah. we could make work. You know, like ship in a bottlefin. That's good. That's, that's already not bad. That's already not bad. We'll start there. We can work. Mm-hmm. We can work our way through. Um, so yeah, this is our multi million dollar best selling children's series. Uh, Disney call us. Uh, DreamWorks call us. Uh, I'm open to selling out. One hundred percent at any time. Mortified is willing to shill. Um, and Layla, when we are not trying to shill on our podcast, where else can we be found on the internet shilling? You can find me at L-E-Y-L-S-E-S on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. I am slowly getting my... And now that I'm home from travel, I'm looking forward to um, maybe trying to draw again and, and writing some essays. What about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at AaronSXL, where I tweet about tabletop RPGs, health policy, and writing. I also do uh, tabletop reviews at AA Voight on YouTube. Uh, I do another podcast with my friends Michael and Josh that's at The Bible Boys, and hopefully we'll have an episode out about The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, you remember the it's the prequel to The Hunchback of Notre Dame too, a very bad movie, um, but Hunchback is a good movie. So Hunchback's a very good movie. I love that movie, and it's how I figured out I was bi. <laughs> Esmeralda and Phoebus, baby. Oh, yeah. My, my classic hot girl and himbo combo. Love to see it. Um, Him- our theme song is Obsolete himbo by Himbo combo, Keshko. name of my new band. <laughs> our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmaker's Reference Kit Volume 2. You can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Layla, how should we close out this episode? Just by knowing that these breasts have killed the four <laughs> and will kill again. We'll see you all next week. For real, in linear time this time. Yeah, honestly, actually.